Welcome to Protecting Hope, stories of successful, sustainable tourism. Join us as we travel the globe listening to impactful stories about how sustainable tourism to protected areas contributes to environmental conservation, local economies, and human well-being. This podcast is brought to you by the Center for Protected Area Management at Colorado State University in partnership with the U.S. Forest Service International Programs Office and is supported by funding from the U.S. Agency for International Development. Episode 6, Regenerative Tourism with Krista Valentino. Hi, my name is Erin Hicks, and I'm the Assistant Director for the Center for Protected Area Management at Colorado State University. I'm so glad to be your host today for our Protecting Hope podcast. Welcome everyone. Today I'm with Krista Valentino, who currently is Interim Executive Director of the Jackson Hole Travel and Tourism Board in the state of Wyoming in the U.S. Thanks, Krista, for joining me for our Protected Hope podcast, where we interview people from around the world to dive deeper into sustainable tourism. Um, To first to start off um, with a little bit about what you're currently doing and some of your previous experience in sustainable tourism. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks for having me on here talking with you today. Um, So I was appointed to the Jacksonville Travel and Tourism Board five and a half years ago, as you mentioned. And quite honestly, it was really my first introduction to the tourism world. Um, I come from an environmental and sustainability background, and my interests have really always lied in in people and how we as humans affect or are affected by the world around us. So as I've gotten more involved in the travel and tourism space, I found myself really intrigued by discovering how we can use the inherent curiosity of people and our natural desire to explore and adventure and move across the land, which we've we've really done as humans since the beginning of time. And in modern day, we call it travel and tourism, but really how we can use that to benefit communities and culture and even in ways be regenerative in, in its outcome. Involving people in sustainable tourism destination management, Um, you worked on the sustainable tourism destination management plan um, with Jackson Hole. Can you provide us more more of a high-level overview of why Jackson Hole decided to pursue this planning process? Absolutely. So as a destination, um, Teton County, which includes Jackson, like the, the town of Jackson, which many people refer to as Jackson Hole, but also Teton County includes Grand Teton National Park, Bridger Teton National Forest, the surrounding communities of Kelly, Wilson, Teton Village, Moose. Um, we really reached a point where we are seeing such an increase in visitors and a strain on our community and our infrastructure that we needed to more strategically consider visitor management as a part of our operating system to ensure that our community, our wild spaces, our environment, our culture were remaining healthy while also not impacting our economy or negatively affecting our businesses. So um, to put in perspective, Teton County is 97% protected land, which means that we have state and federal land management agencies to consider. We have Jackson Hole Mountain Resort. We have an airport. Um, It's the only airport in the middle of a national park in the country. 
Um, we have a really robust small and local business community. We have over 250 nonprofits and, and a very passionate and engaged community. So it's all really a complex system of many, many stakeholders. So our decision to pursue the planning process was really for the first time to engage all those voices in a conversation that created a collective vision for the future of the Valley and also a clear roadmap on how to get there. So the plan took in all about 16 months and was really highly focused on um, community engagement and feedback and using community workshops and focus groups to validate the findings and recommendations at each step of the plan. Um, so it was a five-phase process. It really began with a lot of um, research and desktop reviews from the start because we wanted to start from a place of data and then use that data to build on top of it some clear um, like a vision, values, uh, goals, implementation, actions uh, beyond it. And so we, to do this all, we hired a contracted team from George Washington University's uh, Department of, of Tourism um, and Confluence Sustainability. And the Travel and Tourism Board also hired a contractor sustainability coordinator um, through the River Wind Foundation to manage this whole process. So for the duration, what that looked like was having eight focus groups with over 150 tourism leaders, a part of them, 12 working sessions with over 50 community stakeholders, um, a resident sentiment survey that went out to the community that saw 4,777 responses, which to put in perspective was almost the same amount of respondents as the number of voters who came out in our last election. Um, and this is a, the largest resident survey in Teton County history. Um, our community is made up of about uh, typically about 16,000 to 20,000 people who live here year round. Um, and the outcome of all of this was a 75 page comprehensive strategic analysis that outlined the future of tourism in the Tetons. And it was publicly revealed and officially adopted uh, by the Jacksonville Travel and Tourism Board on January 26th. Wow. And and I've looked at the Sustainable Tourism Destination Management Plan, and you guys have it very detailed, the whole process. And so I really encourage people to look this up on the internet um, and download it for inspiration for other colleagues and, and listeners who are working at sustainable, unsustainable tourism management in their own sites. Um, are there any key takeaways that you have from your involvement in this process that you think are worth sharing with our listeners and colleagues from around the world? A lot of them, but what really comes to mind is um, a phrase that came up early in our SDMP process. SDMP stands for Sustainable Destination Management Plan, which in and of itself is, is a mouthful, and the seven, 75-page document is also a mouthful, so um, they go hand in hand. But um, that phrase that we continue to use and to really fall back on is all lands, all hands. And it's the recognition that we have to involve everyone in this process, all voices, all perspectives, all experiences. As I mentioned earlier, you know, our, our community is made up of land management agencies, um, resorts, business leaders, nonprofits, um, et cetera. And so for the plan to actually take effect, we need all hands on deck for its implementation. Um, it's it's really in that engagement, deep engagement and um, ownership 
from start to finish. And if you look at the final SDMP, we have eight clear goals to help us drive forward towards this vision of being a sustainable destination for our community, for our economy, for our environment. And some of those eight goals may seem a bit outside the scope of work of a travel and tourism board or tourism-focused entity. Um, for example, one of the goals is, is focused on housing, another on mobility and transportation or climate action. However, if you take out any one of those topics, it's as though you're removing an entire chapter of a community story. And so I think it's really important that these conversations are happening at all levels between all sectors in order to provide a forum for collaboration, um, in order to see this as a way to enhance efforts and maybe find gaps in work that's already being done. And I guess I, I really can't stress enough that the importance of casting a wide net when it comes to the community engagement and when it comes to who's at the table and who's a part of these conversations. Thank you so much. Um, I know this is just a, a short dive into a big project and really look forward to following uh, how the implementation goes for the plan. When, when is the implementation sent to happen? So we've actually already begun the first stages of its implementation. One of the priority, I guess you could call it low-hanging fruit that came out of the plan, was the development of something called the Destination Stewardship Council. Um, the idea is that while it's really important for us to develop an op a governance an operating governance system that supports destination management and marketing. Um, many times these are called DMOs or DMMOs, which Teton County or the destination of Jackson Hole doesn't have yet. In the interim, um, it was recommended that we develop this destination stewardship council that helps um, bring tourism stakeholders to the table to have the discussions of developing what a DMMO looks like that's really relevant to our community. Um, and also to help drive forward the progress and the implementation of the SDMP. Um, as I said, that all lands, all hands. So bringing in all of the different um, important people to really satisfy all of the, or focus on all of those goals. And so we're starting that process. We actually had our first meeting of the core team this morning. Um, and we'll be continuing to build that out and um, continue the momentum here starting almost immediately. And that probably really speaks to what sustainable tourism is, that it it really is focused on benefiting all involved, including um, considering the environment. Um, would you like to share what sustainable tourism means to you? I actually prefer to go beyond the word sustainable because at its root and its definition, sustainable means to be maintained at a certain level, right? And as I think we often find with the impact that us as humans and us as humans moving around the earth have on this planet, um, the current state we often find ourselves in isn't necessarily something we want to maintain, right? A lot of times when we like effort to do these, these things like sustainable destination management plans or, or what have you, um, it's to try to make things better. And so um in order to think about it of how do we create the conditions that leave a place better than we found it, this is more of the idea of regener uh, regeneration or regenerative tourism. 
That's great. Well, there will be a lot of opportunities for us all to learn from Jackson Hole's uh, example. Um, as we close, I wonder if you would be willing to share with us about um, sustain what about sustainable tourism gives you hope for the future or regenerative tourism? What about it gives you hope for the future? I've been recently a part of a lot of conversations with similar communities to mine here in Jackson, similar mountain towns and such as Aspen, Park City, Taos, um, and have researched and learned a lot from even more similar communities like Vail, Tahoe, many places across Europe. And um, one thing that felt quite validating was that many of these communities are dealing with the exact same issues that we are, the same challenges, but also see the same opportunities um, to make better decisions, to have a better strategy. And mitigating the negative effects of tourism and also enhancing the opportunities that tourism brings us is a topic that many of those destinations and more are having right now. And this includes, you know, educating visitors on how to be good stewards when they arrive, um, supporting residents and making better decisions about how they involve their, or engage with their community or being ambassadors, um, setting standards for how to visit and how to manage a destination, encouraging good business practices that prioritize quality of life for residents. So really what gives me hope is that these conversations are happening and that the messaging is actually quite consistent between us all, even without conversations taking place. But that also these conversations are starting to take place between destinations. And so we're putting out that consistent messaging. We're saying the same things. And I think it's really going to shift the way that people visit to these incredible places. Um, those It makes that the quality of their visit better. It makes um, the positive impacts of their visits on the community uh, more apparent. And I guess I'm really excited to see how tourism shifts over the next five years and how communities and ecosystems are better served by it. Thank you. And, and it's great to know that the conversations are happening um, throughout the world. And also here on our podcast, we hope to continue to have these conversations. Uh, we're grateful for having this conversation with you and look forward to having conversations with other leaders and folks working in uh, sustainable tourism management in and around protected and conserved areas. Um, thanks so much for your time today, Krista. It's been a real pleasure and wish you the best of luck uh, to you and the community of Jackson Hole in the implementation of the Sustainable Tourism Destination Management Plan. Uh, to our listeners, thanks for being a part of this podcast and for participating in our Sustainable Tourism Community of Learning and Practice. Thank you for listening to Protecting Hope. To find links and resources from today's episode, visit the Center for Protected Area Management's website or follow us on Instagram and Facebook.